Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific markets are trading lower this morning on the back of an overnight sell-off on Wall Street. Joining me now to break down all the market action, the calm and the storm. When everybody's panicking, he's not. Ryan Huang, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I am still trying to get by with just two cups of coffee. I'm normally on three by now. <laughs> I'm trying to digest news that Sarah Lee has gone into... Oh, what uh, a brand. I know. I grew up with Sarah Lee and Let's... it was a treat every time... When you, or at least I had good marks during my exams, and there'll be like a Sara Lee as a reward of sorts. I know, I love Sara yeah. Lee too. The Australian brand from 1971 may be looking at voluntary restructuring, I understand. All right. Let's take a look at what's happening here in Asia. Our corporate earnings watch continues this morning with some signs that. Some companies are profiting from higher prices, while others are struggling in the face of competition and higher costs. We have three companies in focus for you today. We sort of have, have been, you know, walking around them earlier in the week. So I thought, okay, let's bring them to light. Netflix, Tesla, and Procter & Gamble. And as we review their earnings, pricing power seems to be one of the main factors to watch. Is demand for their products so strong that they can raise prices to keep up with or even surpass inflation? Or perhaps is consumer demand more price sensitive? And does this company needs to cut stickier prices in the face of tough competition. All right, let's start with the fast-moving consumer goods company Procter & Gamble. Its brands include Pampers, Febreze, Crest Toothpaste, Gillette Razors, to name just a couple of them. It's one of the biggest consumer good companies in the world. How is P&G doing? Doing pretty good. And you've got numbers right now beating expectations. So let's take a look at the numbers. Earnings per share coming in at 183, above consensus forecast of 172. Revenue came in at $21.87 billion. That's above the consensus forecast of 21.58. So looking at the net sales, it rose 6%. You have organic revenue rising. 7% and this being helped by what well, you pointed out, pricing power, it has managed to pass on some of those higher costs to consumers. So those price hikes helping to raise revenue, it is worth noting, it is putting or pushing away some consumers. So mm. volume is slightly down. So we talk about that 7% increase in revenue. That is being offset by a drop in volume of transactions of around 1%. So all in, still better than worse. And you have, for now, these price hikes helping PNG. So far, so so far, so good. And apparently, consumers may not be happy with PNG's higher prices. As a shopper, I don't like hearing that, uh, you know, they've raised the price on Charmin toilet paper or Tide detergent and have been doing so for the last two years. But retailers apparently haven't been giving PNG any sort of pushback, pushback whatsoever about its higher prices. Let's turn to from PNG to a very different industry, and that is electric vehicles. Tesla earnings 1.8 billion US dollars in the third quarter of the year is what I'm looking at. That is about 40 percent lower than a year earlier, and it's also well below expectations. So, what it appears to be hurting Tesla's business? Yeah, and it's down to pricing again. And when you look at the numbers right now, it is underperforming expectations. So looking at earnings coming in, it is 
66 cents per share under the expected 73 cents per share. Revenue came in at 23.35 billion under the expected 24.1 billion dollars. So all in, it is the first time Tesla has missed on both the earnings and revenue for the first time since July 2019, which is about four years. So it is worth noting all the pressures it's facing on keeping costs under control. Mm. And in fact, this was a very uh, recurring message that Elon Musk was trying to paint, that it is going through some tougher times trying to keep costs under the lid. And that also ties into how it's trying to work on the Cybertruck, which he has been touting for quite some time. But the trick or the issue here is to be able to deliver a product he thinks is going to work at the right price point for the market, it is going to take some time. And he still thinks it's going to be a good product, but it's going to take some time to get there. So for the near term, it is not likely to uh, deliver any significant positive cash flow for the next 12 to 18 months. So that is the message investors were focused on. And one big reason why shares of Tesla came under pressure following the earnings results. Even though uh, there was a slight rise in after-hours trading, on that message, things started to turn around. So a bit of a perhaps delayed production timeline for the Cybertruck, which um, possibly could be even more delayed depending on how things turn out. Yeah, on the point of delays, people have hoped that its Mexican plant would add to their delivery ability, but Tesla said it's not ready to go full tilt on that plant just yet. So don't expect Mexico to be part of the equation of growth for Tesla, at least not for the next couple of years. So Musk has mentioned it will take at least 18 months, as you say, before that Cybertruck contributes significantly to Tesla's top and bottom lines. Investors don't like the sound of this. Tesla shares fell nearly 5% overnight and they are down another 4% in after-hours trade. Okay, so we talked about detergents, we talked about electric vehicles. Time now for streaming media. Netflix grossed 8.5 billion US dollars in the last quarter and it added 8.7 million new subscribers. So tell us, where does Netflix fit in the story when it comes to this pricing power story? Yeah, well done, Netflix. And you have to take into account what has been going on in the past few years, right? We are all watching Netflix a bit more than usual in the past few years because of being stuck at home. And then we had that question, will we still watch Netflix as much going into uh, these recent months as we head back out into the real world, go back to work and maybe have less time or other priorities? Well, it does look like Netflix is still doing pretty okay. In fact, price hikes are not pushing away consumers and it has also, worth noting, the ad-supported tier, advertising as one of the models. Uh, that is also turning out to be popular. And of course, helping the equation is it's cracking down on password sharing. So mm. previously, if you were sharing your account with your sibling or your girlfriend or whoever, who is not staying in your house, then they are now cracking down on it and forcing them to get their own accounts. So if you factor all that in, it is adding more subscribers to Netflix's stable. So around 9 million subscribers were added in the third quarter, above consensus forecast of 6 million. So still doing pretty okay for Netflix. And of course, you can't t- not talk about the content. And some of the stuff I've been enjoying recently... Include- sure, yeah. 
One Piece. Are you, are you a fan of One Piece? What's the that about? Japanese manga adaptation. Oh. Uh, it follows the adventures of a boy who wants to be the world's greatest pirate. So it's got a huge following. Uh, it was a animation now turned into a live action feature. So I think Dan is nodding his head very <laughs> furiously across the producer booth. <laughs> he is probably one of the fans that Netflix has managed to attract. Look at those enthusiastic pumps in the air. He loves it. Just to showcase how different our viewing habits are. I just watched a newly dropped piece from Netflix and it's called The Devil on Trial. And it takes us, if you're a fan of Conjuring and all things horror, are you, Ryan? <sighs> I'm Couldn't afraid not. The I the can't even take a ride on a roller coaster. <laughs> it is such a great documentary. I don't want to give too much away, but it does question whether, for the first time, this idea of the the reasoning the devil made me do it was used in a trial in the U.S. and it questions and probes deeper into whether that was truth or not. Oh, that's an interesting excuse. <laughs> you can just blame someone else. Isn't it? Oh my goodness. All right. Investors really like what they hear uh, from Netflix anyway. Netflix shares are up 12.5% in after hours trade. Now, when it comes to media, live sports attracts the highest number of viewers. This is not something that Netflix is known for, but it is dipping its toe in the sports waters with a new event called the Netflix Cup. It takes stars from the worlds of golf and F1 and it brings them together in the same show. Tell us more. Yeah, I'm not surprised to see this happening because you've already seen how cricket is helping Disney. Amazon is also trying to get into sports with soccer. So Netflix, why not join in the crowd? So here you've got a bit of a marriage between F1 and golf. So Netflix is pushing out an idea where they are going to be pairing up drivers with some of the top golf players to go on a bit of a tournament of sorts and an eight hole match so this probably will attract a few fans interesting idea for sure uh so the athletes that appeared in the popular f1 docuseries as well recently um and drive to survive that's the name of it full swing yeah so what do you think are you gonna watch it you fan of golf or f1 um i am okay with F1 and okay with sports so I hope they jazz it up with no I don't know a game show style like The Floor yeah. is Lava or <laughs> add something like Survivor into the mix to just spice it up <laughs> yeah they need to get the Japanese production team on this you know sets that, that appear fantastical and have them like run through it really quickly alright let's turn to China now where the latest economic numbers are out China's economy grew 4.9% in the third quarter of the year that is higher than expected expected, but still slower than in Q2. All the same, there are some skeptics who do not believe that China's economy is doing as well as it says. Why is that right? Yeah, so going into the numbers, there was a sense of pessimism as we awaited the data, but it did better than expected, coming in at 4.9%, which was above the consensus forecast of 4.4% for the third quarter. Uh, worth noting, it is slower than the second quarter's growth of 6.3% expansion. But all in, it is still, I think, good news to see that you know, it's not as bad as what people are bracing for. Mm -hmm. um, so some, perhaps, indication or 
hope that the stimulus that China has been pushing out in targeted fashion is starting to pay off and maybe even more down the road. We also saw in terms of data, um, the beating of expectations in retail sales, industrial production, and to some extent as well, the jobs data in unemployment numbers. So all in, I suppose a glass is half full. So hopefully it stays on track for them to hit their 5% growth target. Still quite a bit of a question mark when you look at some of the structural issues that have not yet been fully resolved, like some of the youth unemployment numbers. That's a big one. Mm. If they can't find jobs, then they are not going to buy a property, a new house. And that is going to have a lot of um, trickle-down effects to the rest of the economy. Yeah, and on that topic of jobs, particularly property, Country Garden missed a payment last month. The 30-day grace period has now expired and Chai Sin reports that the developer did not make the 15 million US dollar payment. All right, let's take a quick look now at the US market. Investors sold off overnight in the face of rising treasury yields and concerns about war in the Middle East. Those concerns are also boosting the price of oil. Brent crude now selling a bit shy of 91 US dollars a barrel. On Wall Street, Nasdaq fell 1.6%. The S&P 500 dropped 1.3%. And the Dow wasn't far behind. It fell 1%. All right, time for corporate news. And we do a game show style. It's time for Up or Down. And our first entry today is Amazon. Yeah, and this is going to be an up for me. So look up into the skies because your (laughs) packages might be flying to you. Amazon is going to be expanding its drone delivery idea. I suppose you can look for it in Italy and UK late next year. So they've already been trying out in a few places in the US. And this is going to be interesting to see how far and how popular these drone deliveries can get. And I hope we can see it one day in Singapore. I agree. Uh, if drones mean my things get to me faster, particularly medication. So that's what Amazon is looking in a small city in eastern Texas called College Station. That's home of Texas A&M University as well as a famous library. Let me put on my nerd hat. The Texas, uh, the George H.W. Bush Presidential Library, that's what it's called. So Amazon in this town has launched a cutting-edge pilot program and it could become the norm for all of us, delivering prescription medicines via drone. So eligible customers can access more than 500 medications. A drone will drop them off at their doorstep. Prescriptions arrive in less than 60 minutes at no additional cost. That's definitely an up for Amazon. In case you're wondering, how does this work? The drones come with cameras, and when they determine that a delivery space is clear, boop, they descend and they release the package and make that sound, that exact sound. All right, let's look at Adidas. Yeah, so sportswear giant Adidas is going to be an up for me. And this is in the context of not so bad an impact from what they were bracing for. Hmm. So... You might remember them not too long ago in the news for a huge glut of shoes because they broke up with the rapper formerly known as Kanye West. Um, Because of that collaboration, they had a huge stockpile of shoes under the Easy brand which they could not offload and that was um, something they were prepared to write down to the tune of a few hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm. Well, it's not been so bad after all. So they have been able to lift their revenue forecast and also cut their expected loss for this year, citing 
the ability to sell some of those easy shoes. And also the core business is doing better than expected. So all in, not too bad for Adidas. They were, ho- they were bracing for the worst mm. or worse. Uh, that didn't happen. So I suppose another case of glass are full. Here's a headline I didn't think I'd see coming. Preliminary results reflect Yeezy sales and improved profitability. Yeezy sales lead Adidas to boost profit expectations again. So as Kanye West strides around Italy half naked, apparently his Yeezy sneakers still doing well. Um, let's look at Parkway Life Read now. All right. I'm just distracted. Why is Kanye West going around half naked in Italy? Oh, it is. <laughs> There was a lot of controversy in Italy over the way he and his new um, girlfriend were undr- seemingly right. undressed. You know, he's always stirring up controversy. I'll try and catch up on goes. that after yeah. the show. Okay, yeah. so going back to Parkway Life, Reed, and they are going to Japan and going shopping in Japan. Two nursing homes in Japan to the tune of 1.8 billion yen. So that's about $16.4 million. So it is expanding their portfolio there to 59 properties. And this is... 11.9% below valuation. So I suppose it's a good deal right now for Parkway Life Reed. So an up for me. That's it. So Parkway Life Reed, just to recap, buying two nursing homes in Osaka for about $16.5 million. The purchases highlight how Singaporean companies are increasing their presence in Japan as the weak yen makes investments there more attractive. This particular deal is being done at a discount of about 12% and it increases Parkway Life's portfolio in Japan to almost 60 properties. So I definitely join you there. It is an up for Parkway Life in my book. How's SIA looking? Mm, SIA? I will probably go with up because they were in the news recently for giving away... 200,000 discounted tickets. At least that's a promotion that's going to be happening next month. Mm. So I am going with UP. So this is going to mean more people traveling SIA and maybe even more that will stick with SIA. So I think it's a great plan to you know increase the stickiness of some of these um, passengers who have been spot for choice to some extent traveling to other places on other airlines. It's quite a competitive landscape right now. So SIA rewarding some of the more, I guess, loyal travellers. I've got to look that up. Well, I like it when we disagree. So CGSCIMB thinks that higher fuel costs are set to take a bite out of SIA's bottom line. So it has cut its target price for SIA to $5.66 a share. That, by the way, is 10% below where the stock is trading today. And I would say that is a down for Singapore's flag carrier. All right, our last word of today goes to AirAsia CEO Tony Fernandez, who is making headlines for a photograph that he shared on LinkedIn. And in that post, uh, Fernandez shared a photo where he's sitting in a boardroom, um, apparently on a call, a management meeting call, and he's shirtless. A woman wearing an apron and a face mask is behind him, giving Fernandez a shoulder massage. Now, in the post on LinkedIn, Fernandez writes, Got to love Indonesia and Air Asia culture that I can have a massage and do a management meeting. So this has attracted a lot of criticism, a lot of backlash. Some say it's highly inappropriate and that Fernandez crossed the line. What do you think? Yeah, this is leaving me with a lot 
lot of feelings, right? I can suppose I can get behind where it's coming from. It's a stressful week and then you, you just want to relax or de-stress. And to some extent, right, you get your best ideas when you are relaxed, you no, know, in the washroom and you're taking a shower and maybe even getting a massage in the meeting room. That might maybe help with his work. Yeah. But I am probably going to draw the line with turning up half naked in the office. <laughs> it is not a good look, especially if people are not comfortable with how you look. Maybe you can get away with it if you're David Beckham or someone who's good looking. <laughs> but for most of us, going around the, the office half naked, it can be quite distracting. Some people might not welcome it. Well, it looks like another publicity stunt and it has got us all talking, hasn't it? You know, he's been described as, uh, this has been described as inappropriate, uh, inappropriate to flaunt your body. If you look at the photo, though, he hardly comes across as in any way, shape or form attractive. Well, it's it's not a flattering photo. It's probably more suitable for Tinder and LinkedIn as well. So there's so many layers. How do you feel about it? It's not a photo that you put out there to flaunt your body is what I'm saying. I I look at it and I read it as, okay, this is another, this is another attempt to come across as unconventional, a company. Yeah, I, I think that's where it's trying to come from, right? You know, mm. Think out of the box. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. But I think uh, he probably didn't expect the backlash. Yeah, always a good idea to keep your clothes on in the office is where I'm going to leave it. All right. Shares of Air Asia, by the way, are up nearly 50% since the beginning of the year. And we'll leave it there. Ryan Huang, thank you very much. Thank you, Michelle. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.